You're listening to ZZ Talk, a father-son generational podcast where we talk about entertainment, culture, and a variety of other subjects from the perspectives of both Gen Z and Gen X. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is ZZ Talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. So today we have watched yet another movie, and it's called Spiderhead. Now this one released uh, this year exclusively through Netflix, so that makes it a Netflix original. That used to mean something back in the day in terms of quality. Um, And uh, this one was suggested to me by, of course, my co-host. And I had no idea this movie existed. So I think in a lot of ways, that sort of sets up for less expectations. I didn't watch a trailer or anything. I just read a brief synopsis. And uh, a few of my friends and I ended up watching it last night. Um, so I'm excited to hear what you think, given that this is a bit of a differently watched experience. It wasn't really pre-planned and uh, we went into it sort of fresh. Yeah. Um, so how many sittings did you watch it in? I watched it in one sitting. Okay. I watched it in about uh, 30. Okay. And, uh, but that, that should not be interpreted as a reflection on my my investment in the film Mm -hmm. uh do you have a synopsis of it noah i sure do all right go ahead and read it for us so spiderhead is a 2022 american science fiction psychological thriller directed by joseph kosinski with screenplay by rhett reese and paul wernick the film stars chris hemsworth miles teller and journey smollett The story follows inmates in a luxurious prison who participate in experiments involving mind-altering drugs. So this movie uh, was released on June 17th. Once again, you can watch it on Netflix uh, if you desire to after this review or before if you've already been planning on watching it and want to come back and listen later. And it's 107 minutes. So not a super long film, but not way too short either. Uh, Here's a fun fact. The director, Joseph Kaczynski, Mm -hmm. you know what else he he directed? I think it was Tron in 2010. Well, uh, maybe, but another film that uh, you and I are going to be talking about or have talked about on a pod that premieres tomorrow. Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, that one's, um, (laughs) well, that one's a great movie. I guess I can say that since it's going to be released tomorrow. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> sensational film. So he's been busy. He's been really busy. He has been busy. And, and uh, you know, quite a, quite a different film, uh, which I, I had actually heard of this film. I don't know how I had heard of this film, but I thought it sounded interesting. Um, I'm a big Chris Hemsworth fan, and I especially like it when he's not being Thor because I want him to um, demonstrate to the wider audience that he is more than Thor. And I think he is. Um, but you know, he's, he's not Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt, but I think he's got a lot of range, especially in the, in the comedy er, uh, area. So, and this is not a comedy by any, by any stretch of the imagination, even though the opening shot is of someone laughing hysterically, then going to tears and then laughing hysterically and then going to tears because of the, um, the experimentation that's going on. And fundamentally, and I think you said this in the synopsis that this is a high tech, uh, prison, if you will, for inmates who want to uh, reduce their sentence. Mm-hmm. And so they're basically lab rats uh, for this mm, genius sort of Elon Musk-esque pharmaceutical 
uh, king who uh, uses different drugs to sort of uh, determine how they affect people. And he does that using his phone. So, yes. So I think this is uh, kind of a really good example of how sci-fi meets modernity in today's day and age. You know, a lot of it's technology based. It, a lot of the main character in Chris Hemsworth reminds you of a tech CEO of some mm-hmm. sort. Um, and I think it was heavily inspired by the Stanford prison experiments in terms of, um, you know, what you can get away with in privatized prison systems and to what extent is a line crossed and, you know, what you can determine from those experiments. But that aside, um, definitely a fascinating concept. I definitely feel like I've had different sort of um, pieces of this concept thrown to me and other movies that I've watched and since forgotten. But uh, overall, I want to know what you thought of this movie. Okay. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I did not hate this movie. I actually liked this movie. I thought it was much better than I anticipated it being. I had read uh, some rather negative reviews and had heard some Mm. rather negative things about performances. And uh, I have to say that having had some time to process it, I think I finished it. I think I told you on Saturday morning, uh, maybe Sunday morning. I don't remember. I, I, I thought this was an interesting film. That's what I'll say. It was an interesting film. Yes, I thought so too. I liked it. Um, I don't think it's going to be one that sticks with me necessarily, but it's a perfectly entertaining piece of content through and through. I also read the reviews. I believe that Rotten Tomatoes has it sitting at about a 40% 40. audience yep. critic score, and I think like a 29% mm-hmm. audience score. It's pretty abysmal. So Yeah, and I don't get that. I really don't, because I, I don't far better than all the reviews, both um, professional, if you will, the critics and the audience reviews. Yeah, absolutely. And something kept me from just sort of writing the film off immediately. I don't really take Rotten Tomatoes very seriously into consideration when it comes to the movies that I want to watch these days, because uh-huh. I feel like our opinions so vastly vary. We just kind of like what we like. We, I guess we look at the well, media we both and audience issues. We've both been to film school, so we have learned <laughs> to uh, you know, critique based on uh, our cinematic history and understanding of you know, the body of film that has existed through time. Well, certainly uh, (laughs) the film school of uh, Greg and Noah, that's for sure. (laughs) But uh, regardless, yeah, this was a good movie. Um, I definitely don't think it's just up there with some of the best of sci-fi because that's some of our favorite genres. But at the same time, uh, if you want to watch this film, I definitely give it a try. Um, It's completely inoffensive in terms of just how crazy it might get or, you know, whatever it is. But I would also say that it does what it sets out to do. And it's not incredibly impactful, but it's just fun to watch. And by the end, you're not saying to yourself, well, I wasted my time. And that doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement by any means, but I want to go into what I said earlier. This is a Netflix original. Um, so it was entirely produced by Netflix and probably some kind of like, um, I think Netflix originals essentially mean Netflix produces the creation of that uh, piece of media. And I think at one point in time, that meant pretty high quality stuff, right? Because Netflix had to make their name with uh, some really good media, whether that was saving shows that had been canceled a few years earlier or creating something entirely new like House of Cards back in 2014 and 15. Ozark. 
most people could reliably agree that Netflix originals meant something was pretty much worth your time, worth checking out, right? And so I think our understanding of that now is different. And so when I sort of saw that tag on this movie, I was thinking to myself, okay, this might just be another run-of-the-mill thing, who knows, but I was pleasantly surprised. And um, I got to say, it's just it's just a good distraction from sort of the more harder core movies that we watch. Um, d- more accessible, I'd say, to the general public uh, yeah. with, uh, than some of the films that we've reviewed. Yeah, overall, I, I completely agree. I, I actually am a little surprised that you are as positive on it as you are. But I think I rather like this film uh, much more than I expected. And you're right. The, 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 the Netflix conundrum or dilemma is that they throw everything up against the wall now and see what sticks because they're looking for hits. Um, and and they're, they're investing a ton of money because they get really big name stars to, to, you know, be in, to be featured in their films. And they're generally not as great as Netflix promotes them to be. This film, I think, has sort of flown under the radar a little bit. But uh, interestingly enough, it was a movie that I wanted to watch. And then one night I was sitting there, I was really tired. And you know how Netflix has that button, surprise me, mm-hmm. which, is, which is the most ridiculous thing ever because no. But guess what? I pressed it. And guess what movie came on? Spiderhead. Spiderhead. But oh, that Netflix. Not, that was that not was a surprise. Not reason, that Netflix was not the reason I watched it. it. I had intended to watch it anyway. And I was like, oh, okay, well, here it is. I don't have to search for it because it doesn't come up. It's not like in the top 10 movies or anything like that. But, you know, it's, uh, it, I liked it. So let's go into spoilers. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so you would definitely recommend it to the casual yeah. movie going? I would. I, I like this film. Yeah. Yeah. I would recommend it too. All right, so um, let's get into it. I think you uh, revealed a slight spoiler, so just another forewarning. No, it's totally fine. It was minor at best. Um, If you have not seen this film and you want to see it, spoiler territory ahead, go watch it and come back to the podcast. If you don't care, listen on. So um, it's. were you expecting the pharmaceutical twist, uh, I guess, uh, the reveal in the middle of the movie with everything that happened? Would you be more specific? Well, I guess that, okay, so they're in the prison, and obviously Chris Hemsworth is coming off as a guy who's pretty agreeable, but, you know, there's a little, there's a, there's something up, right? Yeah. You know, there's something up. Mm-hmm. Did you expect him to be this sort of tech pharmaceutical CEO who's kind of desperately grasping at straws to find the right product so that, you know, he can do whatever? Were you expecting that, I guess, reveal at some point in time? A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I I would say I was too. Mm -hmm. But that was so minor compared to what I thought the best theme, the the theme of the film was and how well it was told, in my opinion. I think it's kind of controversial. And I think we discussed this in a previous movie before three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm -hmm. It's that, you know, if you make mistakes, especially heinous, egregious mistakes in the past, it doesn't mean that you're beyond redemption or beyond being the best person you can going forward now you may suffer consequences for those things and perhaps rightly so but at the end of the day looking back on the past and dwelling on it is doing you no favors and it's halting you from being the best person that you can be going forward so i appreciated that theme a whole lot and i thought it said a lot for a movie that 
wasn't really trying to do way too much in my opinion. I don't feel like it was way too heavy handed with its storytelling and whatnot. And, um, you know, there's movies that really try to drive that point home, right? They're like, yeah. here's the message. Like, we're so serious about it. I feel like this movie, very, um, I want to say, it it told that message without sort of, you know, bashing you over the head with it. But it also sort of left room for interpretation as to which characters were, quote unquote, good and which characters were, quote unquote, bad. Everybody had their different motivations. People have suffered consequences for their actions. And I thought it was a good ending. Yeah, I thought I thought the ending was fantastic, by the way, but uh, I felt like the characters were quite sympathetic. And I mean that in, in quite a good way. For example, Miles Teller, who, you know, is fine. I just don't get him as a as an actor or a celebrity. But um, I thought he did a reasonably fine job of, of just sort of emoting uh, in a way that was well, the, see the, the repeated scenes of why he ended up, uh, mm -hmm. you know, two counts of manslaughter. Um, you have to admit the the scene with the car hitting the tree and him being tossed from the car mm -hmm. is um, hard to watch. Uh, and you saw it three times. <clears throat> I did think the idea of him, you know, going out on what was it free Fridays or whatever for good behavior and being mm -hmm. able to call his, his girlfriend or his fiance or his wife, whoever that was. Um, and, you know, the first time or two, you don't realize that she was in the car and she was killed as well. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was, that was well done. Um, I didn't have to see it coming. I could have figured it out if I really, you know, thought about it, but I just thought, Oh, okay, what's going on here only to realize that, you know, that was his guilt. Um, and so it was a little, yeah, but anyway, I thought it, I thought it worked well. Yeah. There are a bit of campy moments in this movie in terms of being tiny cliches, but uh, overall I thought the unreliable narration and the fact that they kind of were, taking things away from the original story, not necessarily doing it, uh, giving it the full explanation it had in order to save face for one another was actually done pretty well because yeah. you get to fully realize what each character is or what they're ashamed of. And I thought that was a little bit cheap when they kind of um, Miles Teller's love interest was about to be, you know, uh, subjected to this darkened flocks chemical. And she was like, okay, this is what I did. And I was just like, okay, you know, I've seen this before. She's in the hot seat, whatever. And I thought that was just kind of like, mm, I, I thought the reveal of that was a little bit sloppy, but overall it made for them being, <laughs> they weren't supposed to be in love or anything like that. But I think that's what brought them together. It's their, their strategies. Their shared strategy, yeah. Yeah, their, um, I guess, lack of responsibility, which led to them being deeply guilty and ashamed, yeah. which is, I mean, I think that's tied together pretty well overall. A hundred percent. What did you think of the performances? I thought the performances were fine. I think Chris Hemsworth relatively plays the same guy in almost every single movie he's in. I've seen him as villains. I've seen him as heroes. Um, and you mentioned this earlier, but I feel like he's extended himself far past Thor. That's the role he's known for and what he's always going to be known as. But in terms of actors who can branch out from what they're truly you know, famous for, Chris Hemsworth has done a pretty good job and he's been in quite a few movies. Not all of them have been massive hits. I think Chris Evans probably has more success outside of that and um, you know, a couple other actors here and there in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I, I thought I thought Chris Hemsworth um, did a fine job in this movie, and I thought he played um, 
a reliably good villain. And um, I thought Miles Teller was fine. I, I, he's kind of like the everyman. He's kind of, I, I feel like that's kind of his appeal in Hollywood. He's not necessarily stellar looking or a stellar actor, but you know, he's a good person to see. And you know that, you know, he's generally a good character, but overall I thought the performance in this movie were fine. Um, the, some of the minor, more supporting characters I thought were poor actors and actresses, right. but the main talent I thought was they did the job well. Yeah, I was glad to see as a journey, uh, Smollett. You know, she's from my favorite TV show ever, Friday Night Lights. She's also the sister, I believe, yes. of uh, Jesse yes. Smollett. Yes, and so I thought she was good. I thought she was fine. Um, I thought uh, I thought Chris Hemsworth did a fine job. I, I didn't think at the end when he was going through all those emotions that he was quite as strong as I would wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. But at, at the end of the day, Chris Hemsworth has a charisma. I mean, obviously he's, you know, very good looking, but he's also, I think, very talented. And so the combination of those two things really um, results in charisma that, that he exudes in every role he plays. So there's always a little bit of feistiness in his character. That yeah. You kind, of, you kind of just like to be around it's a little bit almost cocky almost arrogant but mm-hmm. but not enough to be off-putting and and so I thought overall this was a I had not seen him in a role like this necessarily but to your point he's kind of the same in almost every role mm-hmm. um, but I thought this was enough of a departure from the MCU that it was worth um, you know sitting down for two hours and, and, and really enjoying. And I, again, I'll just say, I thought the end mm-hmm. was, was really terrific. And, you know, I, I like a strong ending of a film and I thought this was, was ideal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I want to clarify my statement. I don't think Chris Hemsworth plays himself in every single movie. Um, I think Ryan Reynolds is guilty of that. Um, but uh, I, I think, you know, overall, it was a familiar thing that we've seen from him. But I mean, I think he's I think he's a very talented actor and um, he deserves success outside of just being known as Thor. I haven't seen Love and Thunder, um, which has received mixed reception. But I, I, I every movie I've seen him in, I've pretty much enjoyed. I don't yeah. think I've seen a bad movie with him in it. Yeah. In some movies, he's kind of the best best part of it, too. So. Um, all right, Z. How many Z's? All right. On a one to five scale, I would give this movie probably, let's say, three and a half Z's. It's yeah, good me too. Three and a half Z's. Uh, yeah. And I think that's high praise for this film, given that it is a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I was really appreciative when I said, how about Spiderhead? And you said, okay. You know, because, you know, usually it's you, exciting you to pack. shake things up. You know, <laughs> it's exciting just to do something a little bit different. Yep. Well, you know, the next uh, next film we, we watch, we're watching together because we'll be together. So you got to pick it. Oh, yeah. Good point. Well, yeah. hopefully they have DVDs at the vacation place where we're staying. I, I think they'll have this really cool thing called streaming. Wait, why are you saying that? And I'm saying the opposite. That's uh, crazy. Know. Yeah. Right. You, what, what impact I have on you? i'm supposed to be the gen z and you're supposed to be the gen x um yeah but uh anyway do you want to move into check it out i do cool all right so my check it out for this week is something that i've seen advertised to me multiple times and uh with the somewhat recent news of movie pass coming back at some undisclosed point in time uh there's there's kind of copies of movie pass that never reached the amazing heights of the original. 
but I go to Regal Cinemas a lot. Um, I have an AMC and a Cinemark uh, around me, but uh, if I'm not going to Alamo Draft House, I go to Regal because they're right next to me. And they have uh, the Regal Unlimited, uh, and that's basically their version of Movie Pass. It's $18 a month, and you can see pretty much as many movies as you want, uh, which is pretty great. Um, it's, I don't think they have uh, this problem with you rewatching movies, and I think you can see uh, more than one each day. So if you go... I mean, if you go to two movies a month, you're basically paying for it. And um, I see probably one or two movies a month in the theater, given on the season. So it's it's a good idea. And I'm thinking about pulling the trigger on it, but I'm not quite sure. Mm -hmm. You know, Luke has that for uh, Regal, I think. I think he has AMC, right? One of them. And he uses it, you know, weekly. Oh, he sees more movies than we do. And he sees sometimes he saw Elvis twice. I saw Elvis uh, yesterday, which is two hours ago. and 40 minutes. I can't do it. I don't think you'd like it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we will not be reviewing that on ZZ Talk because I probably won't see it. Anyway. Um, okay. So my check it out is a new podcast I've found. You know, mm-hmm. I enjoy a good podcast because I have lots of time to walk my dogs and listen and run and listen. And this is called Who Will Save Generation X or Gen X. And it's a game show format. And uh, essentially, there are three different games that contestants play. It's usually two Gen Xers. And, you know, uh, one, a topic might be the top 10 scenes in all of the Star Wars films. And the people who have voted on those scenes are people who are part of the website or the, the Facebook page. Hmm. So... Basically, you have to guess the two uh, contestants have to guess what the top 10 are. And there's like top 20. So if you but you got to get the top 10. So if you guess number 11, you don't get the point kind of thing. Oh, it's, it's like, like family a, feud kind of. Well, the, 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 I was going to say the next thing is like family feud, like the, uh, you know, the final round where they mm-hmm. ask you the same questions they ask me and we, we add points up. So it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it goes by quickly. It's about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half. Um, and, uh, definitely worth checking out. So of course I joined the Facebook page and they're happy to have me as, uh, someone who's, uh, you know, going to be involved. So hopefully I will get to vote on certain things because, you know, it's music, it's, it's pop culture. It's a, it's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. I don't know, but a lot of stuff I do know. It could guide you to, I live uh, towards new movies that we can watch the recommendations and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it could 80s yeah. films. Yep. Okay. So that's it. That's my check it out. Cool. Um, I do not use Facebook, so I will just take your word for it that it's a fun little thing for people who enjoy that platform. I'm sure it's on TikTok and I don't use TikTok either. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm not being a very good Gen Z right now. Um, Study media analytics in college. Okay. (laughs) Well, I would like to strategically communicate with uh, people in person. Uh, Okay, there you go. That's very Gen X of you. Absolutely. I like it. I've done my job. All right. So, um, regardless of that, uh, do you, you didn't have a movie in mind for next week? No, uh, I don't. We're gonna have to talk about it offline. Okay, gotcha. But well, in our, that case, our, you know, our listeners will want to know and are going to be very excited. So, uh, maybe you can preview it via social media. Oh, perhaps or not. I've been thinking about that since <laughs> <a long> time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get around to it at some point. Yeah, that uh, suggestion you had sounded like a really great use of marketing for a brand. Mm-hmm. So, 
perhaps it's something if I had a little bit more time to uh, devote to it, mm-hmm. I, uh, I would, but you know what? Maybe next week we can, uh, maybe so. some ideas pumping. All right, cool. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of ZZ talk. This has been a spider head review from yours truly three and a half stars from both of us no i'm three and a half z's sorry from both three of and us. a half z's mm-hmm. but until next week i'm noah i'm greg and this is zz talk